Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn Awardner, and in this episode, let's talk about sleep. Sleep is such a wonderful thing. It's one of my favorite things, actually, but I, like many people, and that's around one in four of us, have experienced bouts of interrupted sleep and insomnia, and it can be crippling. When my insomnia was at its worst, I was getting to sleep perfectly well, maybe around 11 o'clock in the evening, but waking up at 2am and then I was wide awake, only able to fall asleep at around, I don't know, six or seven in the morning when I should have been getting up to go to the gym. Now that might not seem like a big deal, but in terms of my lifestyle, that had a massive impact because I stopped going to the gym because I was in my deepest sleep when my alarm was going off. So I started snoozing. And so instead of being on the treadmill or in the weights room, I was, you know, under the covers having a good old snore. So in terms of the impact it had on my life, it was pretty massive. And also those hours in the middle of the night when I couldn't get to sleep, my mind was absolutely racked with worry. And I thought that everything was just too much to bear. Were awful. They were terrible. And I am keen to get an actual sleep ex expert on who can say from a position of authority why we wake up at the different times, why we wake up at certain times. There's a lot of data, like even things like if it's uh, two o'clock in the morning, which is which was always the time when I would wake up, that apparently is linked to your liver and the fact that you're not, you're hanging on to waste products, which I think is quite interesting. So I want someone to be able to come on and talk in detail about what the different times uh, mean, why, um, why you, uh, you can't get back to sleep and the mistakes we may or may not be making throughout the day that impact our sleep patterns. I think it's really important. But as this is part of a pod a day in May, this really is not so much a placeholder because hopefully what is about to happen will be interesting and informative. But it's just to say that this is obviously a bigger conversation and these are definitely topics that I want to explore. It's just about getting the right expert on the show. So hang tight let's just let's just see we'll get someone i will i will do some do some inquiries i'll make some inquiries so keep an eye on the feed because there will be a special sleep show coming up soon however as i am someone who's gone through bouts of insomnia i wanted to share some tried and tested tips for getting through a period of poor or interrupted sleep 
I, as you know, if you're a regular listener, I just told you that I moved. I didn't tell anyone I was moving. I didn't have any help. I was between homes for a week and I kept it all to myself because I wanted to load bear my, uh, (laughs) load bear myself, see if I could take it all on and not, not have any stress and actually go back and listen to that episode if you're interested, because it really, I don't believe in a problem shared being a problem halved anymore at all. I think sometimes you just got to power through and I felt fine for it, but I did have a few nights of when I couldn't sleep because I was worried about the day ahead or, you know, moving or I was just stressed about what was going to happen. And then when I did finally move, I found it very difficult for about three days to sleep at all. And at one point, one of my friends said to me, my advice to you is to, uh, you have to do it. You have to nap like a new mum. just get sleep when you can. If you get sleepy, just go and have a nap because you are now on like day four of not having slept. And even that didn't work. So, um, these are the tips and tricks, <laughs> even the recent ones that I have used, but th- this is from years. I mean, I've had insomnia, I'd say probably since my late teens bouts of it. So anyway, the first one is so boring and so predictable and it's more of a recent thing. But please minimise your screen time at least an hour before you go to bed. This isn't just about don't distract yourself. Natural light is so, so good for us. And the process of the sun coming up and the sun going down are nature's signals to wake up and go to sleep, respectively. It's just a very fundamental ba- fundamental, basic biological response. The body responds to natural light um, And the body sets its sleep patterns according to when it's light outside and when it's dark outside. It's really simple. The retina detects the light and then sends a signal to the hypothalamus. um, And when it gets dark outside, the hypothalamus signals to the body to start creating sleep hormones such as melatonin to lower our body temperature and all of that, all of the stuff that sort of winds us down to sleep. And in the morning, when the body starts detecting light again, our body temperature rises and hormones such as cortisol then wake the body up. It's... It's almost so predictable, it's comforting. When you throw blue light into the mix, though, it confuses the body's natural rhythms and it doesn't know whether it's morning, noon or night. Blue light suppresses the production of melatonin more than any other type of light stimulus. And Harvard Medical School has done a deep dive study into this, which confirms blue light's ability to disrupt and confuse the body. And another study, which I think is quite interesting, I'll find the link for the show notes, has proven that blue light suppresses the delta brain waves that induce sleep and encourage sleep and increase the alpha brain waves, which are what make us alert, the brain waves that we really want to be firing on all cylinders when you're in that you know, important meeting with the big boss. The takeaway from all of this is turn your phones off or just put them in another room. And if you wake up in the middle of the night, please don't pick up your phone. I do this all the time. And then I text my friends in LA and that's a bad idea, even though, no, it's great because my friends in LA are awesome, but it's a bad idea for me because obviously then I'm stimulated. I've disrupted my, my, um, my body's natural rhythms and then I'm asking for trouble. Um, so yeah, my friends in LA are just going to have to move here. Simple as that. The second one, Here's one that sounds easy, but in reality, it can be really tricky to put into practice. But it's the simple act of going to bed and getting up at the same time every day. The body loves routine. Remember what I said above about sunrise and sunset? But do this and your body will set a natural body clock and you'll naturally wake and sleep when you're supposed to. I don't know anyone who gets up early for work on weekdays who doesn't naturally wake up at the same time on a Saturday morning and and think, oh, I really wish I hadn't woken up. But then they can snooze or whatever. But if you're getting up early, five five days in a row during the week, 
then at the weekend it's really natural even if you're really really tired and you've had a really long week it's natural to at least wake up whether you go back to sleep again or not it's natural to wake up at the same time because the body oh the body do love she do love a routine um so yes the body has incredible muscle memory that's what you've got to remember so help it build some by being really rigid about when you get up and go to bed and i know um, members of the facebook group have done this and have dm'd and said oh those first few days have been tough but then they've really seen the benefits once they've uh, sort of got into the two three four week mark don't give in to drowsiness this is a really easy one to give into if you're struggling with sleep you get home from work and you suddenly find yourself feeling sleepy or drowsy in the early evening it might be really tempting to take advantage and snuggle under the covers But the problem with that is it might only last in the short term and you might find yourself awake at 2am and then your body's like, yep, we we need to go out and do something now. And then you kind of get into that cycle that I told you about earlier about then going back into your deep sleep when you should be waking up. Push through. If you feel drowsy, do some gentle yoga, do something that gets you on your feet, whether that's ironing, washing up, putting clothes away, whatever it is, and just try to push through that drowsiness because it will help when you then eventually go to bed. Exercise. There's so many studies on this, but even doing as little as 10 minutes vigorous exercise a day can improve your sleep. Get up at lunchtime, go for a walk, walk around the block, you know, uh, get off the bus two or three stops earlier, all of that kind of, all of those sorts of tricks. Do jumping jacks when you get in from work, whatever it is, do something that spikes your heart rate during the day for 10 minutes. And that will help your sleep if you are having issues with it. All of these obviously are great if you can use them in combination. Some of these things alone won't necessarily make the difference to your sleep, but these things in combination can really, really help. This one was a real surprise to me until I did intermittent fasting. Have light meals in the evening. And I have said it before about the intermittent fasting when I did it for 26 Habits last year. It had a noticeable impact on my sleep quality. My eating window was uh, 12 till 8 p.m., so an eight-hour eating window. And though I never thought I ate that late, I guess I must have just like had the odd after-dinner snack and things like that. And as soon as I stopped, as soon as I stopped, I slept better. And I think I had it in my head that a heavy meal was a good way to get good sleep, like a big bowl of pasta and a glass of red wine. That's going to get you a really good night's sleep. But no, not at all. Um, You know, post Sunday roast, if you're eating a Sunday roast at two o'clock or three o'clock in the afternoon with all the trimmings and a glass of red, you might want to have a sleep in the early evening that or in the late afternoon. That's a given. But it's actually not the case that a heavy meal in the evening will help your sleep. Also, sweets and sugar can trigger wakefulness at night, so ease up on the sweet snacks in the evening. The same is true for alcohol. You think it helps you take the edge off and get to sleep, but actually it can trigger wakefulness when you're in your uh, sleeping hours. So, you know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. See how you feel about that one. Sometimes a glass of red wine can be quite nice, though. 
If you have a busy mind, this is tip six, if you have a busy mind and that's what keeps you awake, then there are a couple of things that I have tried and have found success with. The first one is write a to-do list or just a list of things that are on your mind before you go to bed. We talked about the journaling in the 26 Habits podcast last year, but the act and process of writing a list of things that are on your mind or things that you have to do unburdens you of some of the stress. And also in writing it out, you're likely to simplify what it is rather than, you know, in your internal monologue, you can sometimes think, oh my God, I've got to do that tomorrow morning. And when you write it down, it's far less, it's far more objective than that. So that can be very, very helpful. And it eases the mind before you go to sleep. It won't make your problems go away if they are problems, but it does park them subconsciously for hopefully six to eight hours. The other thing you can do is breathing or meditation before bed. The body is a very complex and hugely intelligent machine. And if your out breath is longer than your in breath, then your body's natural like alert system naturally calms down. It's just like a fail safe. It's like a switch. Isn't that wonderful to know, bad sleep or not, that if you feel overwhelmed, anxious or stressed and feel yourself tipping over, your breathing can act like a system reboot that calms you down and minimizes those open tabs that are taking up too much energy. I feel so reassured for knowing that I can breathe in, breathe out, and physically, on a chemical level, chill myself the F out. I love having that in my back pocket, and I love that it's free. Seven, stretch. Now, breathing is great. We've talked about the fact that it can really work, but it's a little bit still, and sometimes that pre-bed feeling can be like one of antsiness or restlessness. So do some easy stretching. Kirsty Rayner, who's been on this podcast before, has a great pre-sleep yoga video and meditation on her channel. I'll put the link in the show notes. As done Adrian Mishler from um, Yoga with Adrian on YouTube. She's got you covered with every kind of sleep um, yoga. There's breathing involved. So it's a way of doing the breathing plus something else. But you can turn your restlessness, if you are indeed restless, into something smooth, gentle and calming. And it can ease you into that physical space and mental space and emotional space where you can then shut your eyes and rest. Eight, a pre-sleep ritual. This is a little like the getting up and going to sleep at the same time. It's about a routine, but it's about doing things and adding, um, in this particular instance, uh, fragrance to compound the effects of those rigid get up, go to bed um, times. So spritz your bed with a pillow spray. Your brain will then associate that fragrance with sleep. And I really found this to be unbelievably helpful. I always use This Works Pillow Spray. It's my absolute favorite. And I have a big bottle by my bed. And I also have, I always take a travel size bottle with me when I go away because travel disruption, time, uh, time differences, time zones can really disrupt my sleep. But if I spritz a hotel pillow, so a strange place with something familiar, I will sleep better. It's as simple as that. I also have, um, maybe a cup of tea that is uh, a a caffeine free, like one of the sleepy time teas or a tea that sort of says, you know, it will help you relax, something like that. Just a nice drink, not too much because obviously, you know, you don't want to keep waking yourself up for bathroom trips. And the other thing I do once I know I'm ready for bed bed, as in I don't want to get out of bed, I don't want to get up and do anything, is I um, put hand and foot cream on because I, and I make my hands a little bit greasy, my feet a little bit greasy. (laughs) 
so that because I don't want to get it on the carpet. And I'll also read a book, a physical one, not a Kindle. Um, although I don't like to drink too much before bed, I do really recommend that sleepy time tea or just one of those teas that says that it encourages sleep. Um, Adam Reed talked about it on the podcast when he came on, and it's it's just a nice bedtime ritual to have. And again, take that away with you when you travel, and it just adds to the feeling of comfort and feeling at home and feeling relaxed maybe when you're not in your own space and finally my other tip is to get everything ready for the next morning so I make sure my kitchen is spotless and I get my keep cup out on the side so that's ready to go I put the dishwasher on I uh hang up all my clothes I put everything away that shouldn't be out I make sure the bathroom's really neat uh, anything that is in my handbag that shouldn't be, whether that's like screwed up receipts or anything like that, I just go through and do an edit. And I imagine I'm doing future Emma a favor because it's quite nice to wake up and for everything to feel like, you know, um, a Disney princess clicked her fingers and made everything perfect again. And it only takes five minutes to sort of just fiddle with stuff and make um, make everything neat, tidy and where you want it to be. And even something as simple as just like, putting your clothes away or or even hanging your the clothes that you want to wear the next day out so that that stress doesn't have to bother you tomorrow morning it's just oh that's what I'm wearing today brilliant that's what I really recommend that you do but those are my tips those are the things that I've definitely found to have helped what are the tips that you have? I'm sure you've got others. I'm sure you have ones that have really helped you. So join the Facebook group. The link to join is in the show notes. You have to answer those two questions. If you don't answer those two questions, I'm sorry, I cannot let you in. But once you're in, share those tips. Tell us what you do to get to sleep. Tell us how you've overcome periods of insomnia. How have you done it? These are all very natural, free uh, remedies. But are there any? Is there anything that I'm missing? Um, do you like to use a silk pillowcase? I must admit, I'm not. Uh, I do. I am a fan of that actually. Um, I do like a cold pillowcase, and the silk ones do. Uh, don't get too hot. Do you have anything else that you like to do? Because I'm sure that the members of the Facebook group, there are lots of us in there now having super fun chat. So do come over there and join. Um, I'm sure they'd love to hear if you've got something in addition to what I've mentioned here. If you've got any links to great meditations, if you've got any links to great sleep videos, please do share. Maybe you love a bit of ASMR, send the links in the show notes. Or if you have anything else that you'd like to say, why not email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. It really is genuinely the best part of this podcast when you guys get in touch with me. You, my most excellent listeners, getting in touch makes my day. So go on, make my day. Or you can DM me, that's still awesome too. Uh, I am at Emma Garners on Twitter and Instagram. It has been a pleasure to be with you for this. If you are having interrupted sleep or if you're going through a bout of insomnia, I'm really sorry. I know it sucks, but... Hopefully, some of these tips will help and hopefully a good, calming, restful night's sleep isn't that far away. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the next one. <laughs>